Thanks for listening to the Life Church Weekly Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Bohr. For any other messages or other resources, please visit us at lcboise.com. It got smaller. Doesn't it look smaller? Hallelujah. How many know some things? Not the platform now, sorry. You didn't even know, but uh, some things you have to get for yourself. I'm going to say that again. Some things you have to get for yourself. And they won't come any other way, but if you get it for yourself. When I say things, I know that's a very general, broad, simplistic word. Uh, Some things. I'm talking about stuff in God. I'm talking about let some things that are connected to victory, that are connected to growth, connected to um, greater experiences in Him, some freedom issues. Uh, I don't mean we pay for it or it's, we're the author of it. He's the source of everything. But, but some things you're never going to get from somebody else. You have to learn to get it yourself. Amen. You've heard me say many times uh, uh, that the Bible doesn't say that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Say, yes, it does. No, it doesn't. It says Paul could. Paul said he could do all things through Christ who strengthens him. What you can do is, I don't have any idea. Everybody okay? Huh? I mean, you've got to work that out yourself. The scripture says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Who work out? You, I work out my own, not work for, not going into religion here, not going into all the funky things around us or around the world, they're all works-based, right? The, re, the salvation that I already possess as a Christian, I work it out. I work it out. If I don't work it out, it doesn't get worked out. Doesn't mean I lose it, it just stays in. I don't know about you, I need some salvation out here. Yeah? Anybody need some salvation out here? Well, I have Jesus in my heart. That's a wonderful thing. But you sometimes you need some Jesus in your wallet. Right? Sometimes you need some Jesus in your kids. <laughs> need some Jesus in some other things, right? What do we need to do? Work it out. I can't work it out for you. You can't work it out for me. Yeah? Some things we've got to get on our own. Praise God. But I'm confident that I'm, uh, I'm talking to the right group here because, you know, in these kind of services, they're not necessarily just designed for those who want to be entertained. They're designed for those who seek after God. And if you have a heart to go further and to experience more and to operate on a higher level in life and experience God... Uh, well, then you're the kind of person that will probably do what we're talking about. You will work it out. You will say, hey, what's my part in this? I'm going to get this. I mean, thank God for the laying on of hands. I will lay hands on anyone I can. That's, you know, that's right, the right place. I love that ministry. And, uh, uh, but I can't impart everything there is through the laying on of hands. Some things just don't come that way. Amen. Some things just need to come. Good old-fashioned, work it out, man. I'm not talking about in our own strength and our own might and our own. I'm talking about by the grace of God, salvation that's been given to us freely by His grace. We work it out. 
Amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Say it out loud after me. Say, Wednesday nights are not about teaching. Say, teaching is only one of the many things that can happen in a Wednesday night service. Praise God. Why did you say that? Because uh, I don't. People can get into churchy mode, and, and no doubt teaching is one of the key components to God's word, and something we do all the time. Uh, but people can get into churchy mode, and you sing, and then you get taught. And, and, and sometimes we can shut down a move of the spirit if we just kind of, okay, uh, now I'm going to go into listening mode, and that's it's just no, no, no. Be open. Be open. There are moves of the Spirit. There are things that God wants to do. And you know, we these things, if you come regularly on, regularly on Wednesday nights, they can be all over the map. And many times there's no teaching at all. And if there is, it's fine. Because it's, you know, Jesus went about all the villages teaching, preaching, and healing. Right? But if all, he didn't just teach. Amen. Just like right now, I'm not teaching. I'm just talking. <laughs> Amen. But I can see good things happening but uh, in, in people's lives here tonight, even some freedoms and different things taking place. Uh, but I do know this, and I, it, it seems that individuals need to get it. Uh, you know, I mentioned the scripture that some of you are f- very familiar with from Isaiah that says, if, uh, those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, and you know, the run and not be weary and so forth. Uh, uh, well, those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. That's one of those things. I can't wait on the Lord for you. You can't wait on the Lord for me. And if someone never waits on the Lord, they're just going to have a gap in their life. You know, you know what it means to wait on the Lord? It means, it means like, a, like a server at a restaurant, how they would wait on your table. It means you're, just, uh, you're tending to whatever the Lord wants. You're, 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 you're there, wait, say whatever he wants to do, whatever he wants to say, I'm, I'm, I'm here. What do you want me to do, Lord? You know, you want your drink refilled? You, you need some more rolls and honey butter? And what, what, what do you need, Lord? Uh, I'm here waiting on you, just listening. That's what we're doing. Still doing it. So can you do that without music? Yeah. Just waiting. And then he says, do this. Then we, we jump. I'll get that right. Get, get that for you, Lord. Want some lemons? Here's some lemons. Amen. Praise God. So when we do that on an individual basis, we end up walking in, in some things that we wouldn't walk in in, in in any other way. Amen. Praise God. And so things are happening today as we wait upon Him. And some of our waiting is right up here. Because it's not just sitting. Hey, I waited on the Lord. No, you just sat in church. That's different. I mean, we're listening. We're paying attention. Where's anything you want us to do? Anything you, you want me to do, Lord, I just worship you. I honor you. I'm here for you. I bless you. Amen. Praise God. Father, thank you for working in lives tonight. Thank you for the joy of the Lord that is our strength. Thank you that as we wait upon you, we're filled with joy. We're filled with peace. We're filled with satisfaction. Thank you that from sorrow, there's a release. And into your peace we go. Thank you, Lord. We give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. I want to show you something for a minute in, uh, in the book of Genesis. 
so there you go teaching. Well, I didn't say it was off the table. I'm just saying I'm here to follow whatever the, uh, the Lord would have us to do. All right, so we'll, we'll just do this, and then maybe we'll do something else. Or maybe we'll just do this. Amen. Praise God. It's good to be filled with the Spirit, though, isn't it? Amen, amen. If you haven't been filled with the Spirit yet, I recommend it. I can recommend a good taco, a good burger around town. I can, you know, there's some things that I've discovered. And one thing I can recommend uh, more than anything is that all Christians be filled with the Spirit. Yeah, it's different than salvation. Um, But you need to be filled with the Spirit to experience the fullness of God. Uh, One of the questions I ask sometimes is uh, about God's blessings. We often use that word and talk about it, and people want to be... They want to be blessed, to live a blessed life, and, and have God work in them. And, and, uh, and I ask questions about that. You know, why this one? Why not this one? Why is this one walking in this area and this other person not? Why, why does this one struggle with this continually? Why does this one not? And, and, uh, and I think those are, those are good questions that have good answers for them. And, and many things we could say about that. However, I, sometimes I, I look at individuals in Scripture and I see... I see something that exists in them that I can identify that doesn't exist in some people I want to help. And if it doesn't exist, it doesn't mean it can't exist. It just means I can see this is where uh, this individual is lacking. And some of them are some pretty bizarre stories uh, of what took place. Um, over here in, in Genesis, did I tell you what ch- which chapter? Did, did you pray and find out anyway? Did you? Were you tending to the Lord and He gave you? How, how many got uh, chapter 32? How many got? You said 32, that's the one I was thinking of. All right, because that's not the right one. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm kidding, actually, I'm kidding. 32 is what we want. 32. Uh, this was a person who got blessed. Interesting how it came about. Jacob was his name. Jacob. Uh, It says, verse 24, Then Jacob was left alone. Stop right there. That's that's an important key. Yeah? Remember, some things you're only going to get by yourself. Jacob was left alone. Are you ever left alone? Say, well, there's some things I want God to do for me. And, uh, and so I came to church here tonight. Great. There's a lot of things God will do for you in church. You know? And some things he'll do for you when you are by yourself. Yeah? We see that Jesus did that. And Jesus didn't really have needs per se. I mean, I guess he had, he had needs relying upon the Father and, and natural needs and so forth. But, I mean, he wasn't uh, afflicted in, in that kind of way, like with curses. Uh, but Jesus would get alone. He'd minister to multitudes and hang with the disciples and teach them. And, all. and he'd find a place where he can get alone. He liked gardens. He'd, he'd go to gardens and, and he'd get away. He'd get all by himself. Right? If we're following the Lord, we should probably do that too. Some things you're going to get by yourself. You've got to get alone and get a hold of God. And if you don't ever get alone and get a hold of God, it's not gonna, you're just not going to get some of what he wants to give to you. whether you like it or not. <laughs> then Jacob was left alone, and a man, 
it's a weird word there, man, capital M, man, wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Someone wrestled with Jacob all night long, this man. This man is somewhat a subject of differing ideas and opinions. People have tried to figure out who this is. You read a little bit lower and we see that he struggled or wrestled with God. You can read over in the book of Hosea and it called the man an angel. All right, so people have tried to figure out was this God? Was this like pre-incarnate Jesus? Was this an angel? Uh, Obviously wasn't just a, a regular old dude, right? But he had this experience where he wrestled with a man until the breaking of day. Now, when he saw that, that he did not prevail against him, this is the angel or the man, the, you know, the angel, he touched the socket of his hip, and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with the man. All right, do what you want with that for now. <laughs> and he said, let me go, for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. That's what Jacob said to this angel or whoever. He said, I'm not going to let you go until I'm blessed. Say, that doesn't sound like a very good attitude. No, that is a very good attitude. The end of the story is he he was blessed. And so I'm not going to criticize the approach. But he had some kind of struggle. Um, and by the way, this wasn't literally a physical struggle. How many know the, you're not going to wrestle with God physically and it's going to, you know, back and forth all night long. See if you can take him down. You're not going to wrestle with an angel. The Bible says they are greater in power and might. Okay. Physically, you're not going to have a wrestling match with an angel and you're going to be able to hold him down and no. Uh, in fact, if you read over in Hosea chapter 12, it references this. This is where it calls him an angel. It, it was, his struggle was, um, was with tears. His struggle was with um, supplication. So this was a, he, he was pleading. He was praying. He was, it, it, was that, it was a kind of a soul struggle, if you will. This is the wrestling. It's not a, again, not a, a physical wrestling match. Uh, but he said, I'm not going to let... let let you go until you bless me. I don't know if you ever have that kind of uh, experience with God. Where you're with him and you're hanging on and you're saying, no, no, we're not finished with this until I'm blessed. We're not ending this little gathering we're having here, you know, until I get what I came for. Now, you might have been taught, that that might sound disrespectful or something like that, almost like you're forcing God's hand, I want you to know that God has very big shoulders. He's very secure. He is not intimidated by this. And if you have a heart that says, I want you and I want all of you and I want your blessing and I want this, and you say, I'm not having anything else, you will not be rebuked by him. Okay? That is not disrespectful. You know your heart, but if you say, I'm not going to have it any other way, then the Lord is pleased with that. And you can see here, uh, verse 27, so he said to him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. I think he's, (laughs) 
I mean, I'm using that, that tone with effect. I very likely, this is kind of an admission. My name's Jacob. Jacob, uh, it meant, uh, literally it meant a, a supplanter. He's, uh, some, you can see by some of the things he did previously, how he um, messed with his dad when he couldn't see, and he messed with his brother, and getting the blessing, and getting the birthright, and all this kind of stuff, and, and so he was a trickster in some way, but he said, what's your name? And he said, well, it's Jacob. It's Jacob. And he said to him, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. Israel is, when you say, that, that, see that's where we get the phrase in the scripture, the children of Israel. The other way to say it is the children of Jacob. Okay, children of Israel because he ended up, you know, he had all these kids and that what's, that's what caused or produced the nation of Israel. All right. And, and, and so he said, your name will be Israel. That means prince with God. He said, for you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. He prevailed. Isn't that good? Not, not that he struggled against God, he struggled with God. Say, did he win and God lose? No. God won because Jacob won. How many know the Lord wants you and I to be blessed? More than you want blessed, God wants you blessed. And so, if God gets his way, you prevail and walk in his blessings. Uh, uh, then Jacob asked, saying, tell me your name, I pray. And he said, well, he said, why is it that you ask about my name? And he blessed him there. And Jacob got blessed. Now, this is interesting to me. Uh, not only Jacob's attitude, his determination, his commitment. Uh, the blessing. We sometimes will think of the blessing of God as being a, you know, you know, your health is a blessing, your, you know, your needs being met is a blessing, and, and there are many things, our families are a blessing to us, and uh, success in general can be a blessing, and, and, uh, there's so, and there are many intangible blessings. What was Jacob's blessing? He blessed him there, but what, was, what really took place? He said, you're no longer going to be called Jacob, but you're going to be called Israel. His blessing was a, a release from the past, a disidentifying, disidentification with who he used to be, and a new identity as what God had called him to be. You know, sometimes individuals, they say, well, I want my, I need a blessing from God. I want my finances to be blessed. Well, fine. There's nothing wrong with that at all. God wants your finances to be blessed, but maybe you need to be blessed in a different way. In addition to that, or maybe even more, even uh, superior, superior to that. Meaning what? Maybe you need to be, to be blessed so you can stop being who you used to be. Hmm. Maybe, maybe the blessing of God will work in you so you stop acting the fool like you've act, acted. That came out in English, didn't it? I tried to say that in tongues so you wouldn't know. Uh, uh, 
But maybe the blessing of God is you've always been acting a certain way and, 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 and you have a time with Him and you wrestle with it and you struggle with it and you cry out to Him and you lay hold of Him and I say, I'm not going to leave here until, I, until I, when I leave your presence, I'm going to stop playing the lion fool I've been all these years. By the time I leave here, I'm no longer going to struggle with this stupid insecurity. Time I leave your presence tonight, Lord, I'm no longer, and what it is, I don't know, I'm no longer going to, what could you identify? Amen. And whether your name has to literally change, probably not, but maybe your identity, because your identity is found if you're a Christian in Christ. But I know too many Christians are in Christ and they're, they're still more connected to who they used to be. Huh? And people cut corners, they got all kinds of, you know, ethical issues, and they do things wrong, or they, they keep making them the same mistakes. And I'm not throwing anyone under the bus, don't get me, don't, don't be condemned. And I, I tell you, the Lord wants everyone to be set free of stuff. But some people, they make the same mistakes over and over and over and over again, they keep paying the price for it, and it's costing them. So what, what, what do I need? You need to hold on to Jesus, man. You need to, maybe you need to spend some time and take some time and say, Lord, I'm, I'm staying with you. I'm going to be in your presence until this gets off me. Uh, yes, I need help in my finances. Yes, I need help in my this or that or the other. And I want your blessing in these natural areas. But more than that, a blessing needs to be my character needs to change. And when your character changes, oh, I tell you, God can, God can use you in ways that he couldn't use you before. Amen. Even those who have great calls of God upon their lives. The scripture tells us that when you put people in, in, in local churches, in ministry, when you put people in position, the very first thing you must do is prove them. In other words, see how they're going to act. Because every, sometimes every time the pressure comes on, every time it gets difficult, they act the same way. Hallelujah. I'm trying to say that in a nice way. I'm not. Uh, it's just coming out of me strong. But every time someone treats them a certain way, they, they respond. And they're shooting themselves in the foot. So what do I need to do? You need to spend some time. I believe this is the answer. That's why the Lord gives us these things, specific stuff like this on a night like this. He gives us the answer. I need to lay hold of him and say, Lord, I'm not letting go until I stop this foolishness in my life. Your power is greater. You are stronger. You're for me. You're not against me. And I'm not letting go until I come out of here changed. Amen. Amen. And that's the blessing of God. I know the scripture tells us in the New Testament that we're already all blessed in Christ. I believe that. I believe that. It's one thing to have it in your spirit. It's another thing, to, like I said, have it in your wallet. It's another thing to have it in your home. Another thing to have it in your family. And what we want to do is work it out. Work out what we already have. God's already on our side. Amen. Amen. So any kind of wrestling with we do, we do is not that God's against us and we're trying to convince him to help us. We're just saying, Lord, I'm not letting go. We're just saying, Lord, I'm going to uh, lay hold of eternal life, as the New Testament puts it. Amen. Let me show you one more uh, in Matthew chapter 15. It's a faith attitude. 
says, I will not quit, I will not give up, I will not let go. I will have all of God, I will have all of His, His goodness, His best. I will not live a limited life. I will not uh, be subject to sin. I will not be subject to uh, my upbringing, the way I've always thought, the way I've always been, or my, my, my shortcomings. I will not be subject to just you know, fall, falling into that pattern again and again and again. We have access to the very throne of God's grace. We have access to the very ability of God to help us and, uh, and help us to be free. Praise God. And uh, over here in Matthew 15, um, there's a good story in here somewhere. Here it is, verse 21. Matthew 15, 21. Then Jesus went out from there. And departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon, and behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David, my daughter is severely demon-possessed. But he answered her not a word. Now, how many, if, 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 if that was your experience, uh, that would be the end of the story? Meaning, when you get ignored. Hallelujah. Meaning you came up to the Lord and you asked for help and he ignored you. That's what he did to this woman. He didn't answer her. Many times people would say, well, I tried. I gave it my best shot. I asked. He ignored me. It's his fault, not mine. You can say that. And guess what happened? Guess, guess what you get when you when you get home? You get your demon possessed daughter. But at least you got your way. At least you got your say. At least you were justified. Man, that preacher can't believe the way he treats people. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, "Send her away." For she cries out after us. So that's Jesus' staff. His, his ministry team. They say, would you get rid of this woman? She is annoying. Would you get... <laughs> Isn't that what's going on? This woman from Cana. Uh, from Canaan. And, and it was a very wicked place. And a lot of sinful activity. And they didn't want anything to do with her. Would you be done yet? Would this story be over? You're seeking God and help for your daughter and you went to, the, to those who could bring help and, and they ignored you and then the others around said, uh, get out of here. Get rid of her. Would you be done? Or would you have a little bit of Jacob in you? Because you're, you're having a little struggle here, aren't you? A little wrestling going on in your soul. Your emotions are tempted to be hurt. You've been rejected. Nowadays, you would call them a racist. You would call them a sexist. You would call them something. Right? And you'd have your say. And you'd social media it. And uh, get on there and tell everyone how you were treated. And then when you got home, what would you get? Well, you still have your daughter who's being messed with with this demon. So she was smart. Um, 
cries out after us. Verse 24, but he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He said, basically, lady, you're not why I'm here. I was sent to preach to Israel, backslidden Israel. That's who I'm here to preach the kingdom to. And you're not one of them. So anybody ticked off yet? Anybody offended? <laughs> what do you think? You, you Jews are better than us Canaanites? <laughs> Verse 25, then she came and worshipped him saying, Lord, help me. What did she do? You ready to worship at that point? She did. She wor- In other words, she refused to let this go. She refused to be offended. She refused to be hurt. She refused to give up. She refused to quit. Her daughter needs help. And so she refused to act that way. And if she would have acted any old way, I'm sure there would have been a whole crowd of people saying, Yeah, you're doing the right thing. I'm with you. And, and uh, fine, but you're still in trouble. We need people who won't be denied. She came and worshipped him. What's that? It's humility. She's humbling herself. How many think a lot of us could do so, would do well in life if we'd, if we'd listen and try to learn something more than defend our, our views? We all have views about things and we have opinions and I'm not saying don't. But watch out that you, that you don't become unteachable. What if, possibly, Jesus is right and she's wrong? What if, possibly, even though it doesn't seem that way, what if she's doing the right thing by worshiping, by humbling herself? I think there's a reason this story's in here. He answered and said, it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. That's not getting any better yet, is it? Ignored? Told to get away, I'm not sent to you, and you're a dog. Not even a big dog. <laughs> Little dog. It's not right to take the children's bread. What's that? Healing, deliverance, children's bread. Who are the children? Israelites. Children of Israel, who he was sent to. He said it belongs to them. It doesn't belong to you. It wouldn't be right for me to take that and throw it to you dogs. <laughs> Your Bible's still in red right there? She said, yes, Lord. Would you say yes, Lord? Or was it, all right, that's enough. That's all I'm going to take. I am not going to put up with this one more minute, preacher. Now you've crossed the line. Now, you've, now you're calling me names. Uh, when it's, when it's uh, you know, degraded into name calling, I'm done. I'm, no, she didn't do that. She said, yeah dog and she said yes Lord even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table what's going on here she won't take no she said I just need a little bit of that healing just a little bit of that deliverance that'll be enough it'll get the job done what's happening now Jesus is impressed He is not mean, he is not cruel, he is not rude. He's speaking in facts. And she humbled herself, didn't get offended. And then then Jesus answered and said, oh woman, 
Great is your faith. He didn't say that to very many people. Great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. I just think there's something that we can get in in stories like this of Jacob. In stories like this of this uh, Canaanite or another reference calls her a Syrophoenician woman. Uh, there's, there's something we can get in this, this I'm not going to let go. I'm going to believe and I'm going to, if I have to wrestle, I'm, I'm, I'm going to lay hold of eternal life. I'm going to grab on. Um, the, the, the language of faith, um, in fact the word translated sometimes in the, in the Bible receive actually means to take. You know, when, it, when the scripture says, for example, uh, what, soever, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. That word means to take it. Believe that you take it. There is an aggressive side to, um, to, to receiving from God and doing God's works. In, in, the, in the book of Acts, when they were threatened at the beginning of the book of Acts, Acts chapter uh, three, four, uh, they were threatened not to preach in the name of Jesus anymore by the, the leaders. And it was serious because they'll rip the skin right off your back. And, uh, and they were threatened. Stop talking about Jesus. What, what happened? They all got together with other believers. They prayed. They, they lifted their voice. They prayed out to God. They, they said, you're the maker of the heavens and the earth. And they prayed these things. And then they, uh, and they said, Lord, grant us signs and miracles to be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus and then the answer came to their prayer you know what it was they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God with boldness it's always stood out to me they asked for miracles and got boldness what does that tell you that miracles are not a result of asking for miracles they're a result of boldly proclaiming the word of God. Amen. There's something about the attitude in which we pray, in which we speak, in which we approach life. It's this Jacob thing, and I'm not letting go until you bless me, until I come out of here different. I'm not going to remain the same way I've always been. I'm going to be changed. The blessing of God is going to alter me. This woman said, my daughter is getting free today, and I'm not going to let anything keep me off that path. She will be set free. And there's something about you and I. We say, Lord, I want to see you move mightily. Then say this, Lord, fill me with your spirit again, and grant unto me boldness to speak your word. Because when you speak to the problem in your house, and when you speak to the attack on your finances, and when you speak to the disease in your body, it needs to come from a position of boldness and faith and confidence, a position, a heart that will not be denied, but will say, this is going to be the way it's going to be. Amen. And in doing that, I tell you, our Father in heaven is happy. See? Yeah, that's the way I am. I speak and things happen. I, I speak and things change. And my kids are getting it now. And they're speaking boldly and confidently in my name. And when the early church went out to do that, and they would speak that way and declare things, I tell you, signs and wonders. God showed up on the scene. Jacob got his life changed. This woman got her daughter's life changed. And there was something about it that said, it's just going to be that way.
Amen. I started off this non-teaching saying, saying that there's some things you just need to get for yourself. I don't mean we can't assist each other and we're not surrounding each other and we do and pray for one another. But my prayer for you does not make up for your prayer for you. Huh? I mean, I covet if, if every one of you said, I'm going to pray for you for, for an hour a day, I would say, thank you, Jesus. Do that. And, and listen, I welcome that all day long. But that would not mean that I'm just going to coast now. Because you can't replace my own prayer. I still have to have my own relationship with God. I still have to be alone. I still have to set aside time apart. I still have to have this communication with the Father that says, uh, that says I'm not letting go. I'm not giving in. I'm not going to quit and give up. Everything you've promised me, as soon as I see it, as soon as I recognize that it's of you, I'm going to grab one, and I'm taking it with me. Amen. Is there anything in your heart that you won't be denied? Is there anything in your life you're fed up with? And I'm not talking about a person. I'm fed up with so-and-so. And <laughs> Lord, cast them out of my life. Last week in the healing service, I tried to cast a baby out, but it didn't. Where, where is, where's that baby? <laughs> Probably walking the hall. All right, didn't work. Is there anything that you're just you're not going to have have in your life anymore? Just say, you know, I'm not going to. God is bigger than this, and I've struggled with this. And it may be a character issue, maybe a flaw, it may be an attack. I mean, it can be in a lot of things. But uh, sometimes the Lord wants to deal with areas in our lives, and He wants to help us with this. When you prevail, it's not you prevail over God. No, you prevailed and he prevailed. He prevailed because you prevailed. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Let's just take a moment and pray. And uh, thank you, Lord. Amen. If you can identify things, this is the time to, to tell the Lord, even in your own life. Uh, you can tell him, this is what, this is what I'm not going to live with. We hope you enjoyed this message. Find our other messages on iTunes or visit our website at lcboise.com and follow us on social media, Life Church Boise. Thank you and have a blessed day.